Hello and welcome to Film Inquiries, the latest. This is a podcast series tackling the latest movie news, movie trends, and movie releases. I'm your host, Jesse Nussman. And on the other line, pitching season two of The Slap on NBC, starring Chris Rock and Will Smith. It's Hunter Heilman. Welcome. What the fuck is going on in here on this day? (laughs) He's at a loss for words, ladies and gentlemen. I don't Uh, know. Everyone, we're here to do an episode on the 2022 Academy Awards. It finally happened. And Hunter, I, I dare say, I think... I don't, I don't know about you. I mean, going back to, what was it, 2017 when we had the whole Moonlight, oh my gosh, we gave the wrong movie, best picture, debacle. I don't think any of us thought that we were going to ever get an Oscar moment crazier than that. And... I mean, granted, the Oscar, I mean, in terms of giving an award, we still haven't gotten that. But in terms right. of... A moment, a moment that happened the lo- ass at the Oscars. <laughs> yes. They, yeah, sure. So as I'm sure everyone knows, because we, we kind of have to just charge into this with this episode, but you know, hopefully get it, we will get Honestly, the- get it out of the way. Yeah, we like, gotta we gotta get it out of the way. Last night, um, because we're recording this uh Monday afternoon, uh it was I, I believe it like by a, the time was- this by the time this publishes, Will Smith <laughs> might be in prison. Who knows? We, we don't know what will be happening and whenever this episode Updating goes Updating by the hour. Yes, but essentially what happened, Chris Rock goes on stage to present the award for best documentary. Already. Already bad choice, <laughs> in my opinion. Chris Rock makes a joke about uh, Jada Pickett-Smith, um, a joke that dealt with the the movie gi jane and um you know was, it was maybe an off-color joke about her baldness um jada well Smith. jada pinkett smith has alopecia and has spoken yes. about it quite a bit yes very o- very open about it um so chris rock makes this you know fairly off-color joke and Shortly after, Will Smith kind of charges the stage. and Very low and close to the audience <laughs> stage. Because I feel yes. like in any other Oscar year, this couldn't have happened because it would have taken him too long to get up there. Well, it's so funny because one of my cousins who I was texting with, he did not believe, even after like clearly reporters and journalists who were in the room were like, we can assure everyone this is real. Yeah. He did not buy that it was Some real. Some people still don't. Yeah, because of the like security aspect, and I was like, "Oh, that is a good point." And then later in the night, you see like how insane. Like he did not have to travel that far. No, he was basically like inches away from he, Rock when he was announced as best actor. With spoiler alert, um, like he was like right up next to like uh Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, like right a- there the closest seat to the stage of any audience but ever. also let's think about it you don't really assume that any celebrity is going to be doing that let alone will smith of all people especially right. in his year it's different because like it'd be different if he wasn't even nominated and he just will, like will smith also one of the most like 
overly managed famous people i feel like yes to like, where it's not, like a you're not getting anything that is not being filtered through a hundred people yes, like a team yes. of people yes and so essentially smith goes on stage smacks chris rock which i don't think any of us really knew what happened because if you were watching it live it was so bleeped it it the the moment was sort of like bleeped you heard of like the pop of a microphone at everyone in the room i was with was like was this a bit because i'm sure as we will get into later this was a very bit heavy bit oscars heavy. that yeah. seemed to be sort of like desperate to create kind of a viral moment and then the audio goes completely silent and that's when i knew that's when i knew when i was like something's wrong this yes. was not because like from far away you can't tell what's a real slap and what's a fake slap it's very no. wwe but then thank you australians um for letting us show because then it cut back to him and i knew exactly what he said there was no sound but i saw the keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth because i i love i love that phrase i love telling people to keep someone or keep my name out of their fucking mouth it's my favorite thing and i knew exactly what he was saying but then i was like did this just happen I was like, no, like that couldn't have been like, maybe it was just like a little like quiet thing. Then I heard the uncensored version. And I was like, oh, he's mad, mad. Yes. He's mad, mad. I, I could tell when they did, even though the, the audio in the room had been cut out for the broadcast here in the States. Like you could tell when they cut away to him that he was really screaming at the top of his lungs yeah. at rock. And Chris Rock, you know, to his credit, I think kind of brushed it off fairly well and handled it like a professional. And it doesn't sound like as of Monday afternoon that Chris Rock is pressing any charges. Um, That was not the end of the weirdness of this whole situation, because immediately after that, all of us were like, so if this is real, then Will Smith is more than likely winning Best Actor tonight. He's the clear favorite. And there's this awkward 20, 30-minute period of time when, according to journalists in the room, um, publicists were surrounding Will Smith. I believe Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry came over to him and consulted him at some point trying to calm the situation down. And Will Smith, sure enough, wins Best Actor later in the night gets up on stage and delivers what I would say was a very emotional, though kind of awkward to watch speech. I was with it at first. I was like, you know what? Like, I kind of get it. He's protecting his family and all Mm -hmm. that. And then as the, as the the speech went on, it was a little like, okay, this is getting weird. You could tell it was sort of like rewritten on the fly last second by a publicist to be like, we need to acknowledge what that you just happened. slapped the shit out of but we also Chris Rock. cannot directly address it but we need to sort of like lean into this and like tie it into your role and and it, it became this weird thing that like i think all of us were kind of going into the night of like even if this oscars is kind of a disaster this will be sort of the one kind of magical moment we can all sort of, sort of gather around of like will will smith is finally getting an oscar this will yeah. be fun and instead and they couldn't even of... pull that off they couldn't <laughs> even pull it... that off <laughs> and it wasn't it was even amy color... schumer's fault 
<laughs> I think there would have been no gray area or area of debate if like like Chris Rock would have been 100% the villain in the situation absolutely if Smith had not absolutely. gone on stage and had just sort of yeah. screamed and swear because like I kind of get like I get I get where Smith is coming from. Like it's and it, because it's not the first time that that Chris Rock has taken shots at Jada at the Oscars because no. no. he did that whole shit like five years ago with the Oscar so white thing and made a whole fucking debacle out of that too. So I get it, and I also and honestly I get it because that family is under pressure all the time. They're always being talked about. They're always doing that. People are always commenting on their marriage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I get just kind of snapping because. I am the type of person I'm similar in that I don't get angry often, but when I do, I am out of my body. I am the kind of like, I will yell at someone and tell them horrible things. And then I'll come back into the present and be like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that shit. Like immediately. And I think that's probably what happened here at the Oscars. Maybe not. Maybe just just for a second. Like just maybe just sit for just half a second, just half a second, and be like, mm. it was, it was the fact that it happened, and then, then he went on to win Best Actor. I think I don't think there would be as much debate surrounding it, but everyone. Oh, I, I, I think it's still. I don't have, know. I just I, don't I think. Mean, it, I, I, I'm sort of like I feel uncomfortable is not the right word, but it's almost like I, I don't have kind of like a direct side i see both sides i absolutely see both sides. everyone i can understand why smith was angry at at a you know clearly off off colored joke for for rock to make and like i would have been you know upset if someone made that kind of joke at you know my wife or partner and but you know like smith do it at jay-z's after party Smith handled it poorly and yeah. and like made a fool of himself on live television and you know as much as I could understand where a lot of his anger was coming from it I you know he escalated a situation and it just took things too far for weird. what was essentially like a joke yeah um a and, bad and, joke but a yeah jo- and like I don't know it's so it's so weird too because if I think about when things like this happen, when, like, people have these kind of colossal fuck-ups in public. And I always think it's, like, it's usually always people who are very new to the industry and don't Mm -hmm. really know how things work and how things are broadcast and how TV works and all of that. Which really just proves to me how fucking furious he was at that shit to where Will Smith, who has been a staple in people's lives for 35 years at this point, pretty much, lost it at the fucking Oscars where he won. But also, it did sour the room for the rest of the night to where especially yeah. particular I felt bad for the other winners because you know Questlove. Yeah, Questlove clearly I mean, he got it sounded like fucked here. Yeah, no one was paying attention to what sounds like a pretty moving speech that he gave for winning it was the a best documentary speech. for Summer of Soul. And then it sounds like immediately when he walked backstage, people like only wanted to ask Talk him about, that. about. Yeah. And and I'm sure that's true for, you know, we're going to get into some of the winners. I think as as a as a night of winners, it was a kind of like, 
okay night at the Oscars. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I do feel generally kind of bad because this situation... Jessica Chastain totally... finally won her Oscar. Whether you agree with it, Chastain has been nominated a lot. She's had a long career, and it, no one's talking about her beautiful speech she made last night either because it happened after... Right. And it happened this, after the slap. The whole situation with Will Smith totally overshadowed yeah. anything else that came out this evening. Yeah. And there are, of course, lots of headlines this morning about how this was a big year for a lot of, like, kind of groundbreaking diversity moments, but of, like... And a lot of people not... who have been waiting for Oscars as well, right. including Will Smith. It was supposed right. to be that moment, but I don't know. I think there, I think there is a lot more nuance and a lot and things a lot deeper than I think what a lot of people are willing to give both sides credit for here. I think there's a lot more going on than what we can see on the surface beyond a, a simple slap and a yell. I think there are, have mm. been feelings and general frustrations about the way maybe they've been talked about or the way that Chris Rock maybe feels about how we can make jokes nowadays. And on what, and I think there is a lot more to be said than a lot of people on Twitter are willing to give it nuance for. And at the end of the day, too, whatever that nuance is, it's kind of none of our business. Yeah, that's that's fair. He so unfortunately think, it was made our business. But I think I think I think we can kind of move on from yeah, it. We let's. sort of had to get it out of the way because it 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 has been the. Yeah. The only story in the world yeah. anyone has wanted to to talk about yeah. um, for the last twelve plus yeah. hours. Well, the good thing is outside of outside of the slap, at least we had a really wonderful, fabulous, totally right? great Oscars. There's it the was best totally not. A, it was ever. I totally <laughs> wasn't like fully mentally checked out by that point because all was of a, those worries we had heading into it, man, uh, we, we were so Will Smith really wrong. ruined these Oscars this year because he really brought down what already was a show-stopping event man uh i do think the smith incident is kind of in a in a strange way the perfect turning of the key into talking about this award ceremony because as we kind of hinted at from one shit show to a different kind of shit show (laughs) this was an oscar ceremony that we kind of knew going in and then pretty much had our worries confirmed that was i don't know about you seemed overly desperate to me to kind of create a a sort of viral moment to win over an audience that i don't think was ever going to be interested in watching the show and in the process was sort of shooting itself in the foot and then it in the most cosmic piece of irony ever actually got that the sort of like insane viral moment that no one can stop talking about and that the but it academy was sh- absolutely didn't want right it was a shocking moment where basically like one actor assaulted another one on live television yeah pretty um much. let's let's try and go macro and get more nuanced just what did you think about shit. this? Just fucking just as- horrible. <laughs> like absolutely yep. dog shit level. Like maybe I'd say this, this is one of the worst Oscars I've truly I've ever genuinely. watched. I mean, I mean, I thought last year's was bad. Last but- year's feels like, I mean, just next level production values from last year. I, I long for, I long for the drama of the best actor 
debacle from last year. Do you know how much yes. I miss that? And I don't like that. That makes me feel dirty because it's it fucked over Chadwick Boseman and his legacy. But also, ugh. Last year's problem seemed to be that the show was existing in a bubble, for yeah. better or for worse, and had no intentions to sort of branch outside that bubble. This year, out of fear of that, it seemed like the show got into this weird spot that I think like you and I kind of talked about with Rowan when we did the the sort of nominations episode yeah. of like, I think for whatever you, th- I, I think we got like, for the most part, a pretty good slate of movies. And if you look at them, like a yeah. very diverse, a very diverse slate of movies. Yeah, not the best, and- but I think a good smattering of what, what one the kinds of movies that could come out in a year. Yeah, and the kinds of movies also that, like, I think modernize the Oscars more than they give it credit for. Yes. But because it, we didn't have the sort of one subgenre that, like, was the only thing that made money at the box office last year. Yeah. This narrative quickly... I mean, this narrative has been building for a long time, but... Then the, we got this sort of extra lighting of the match of like the Oscars is out of touch. And then instead of, you know, the Oscars, I forget where I heard this recently, but like the Oscars is the greatest like promotional scam in like the history of like capitalism. Like the Oscars is invented to sell movies. It is an award show to kind of get, you know, we're going to give prizes to people in order to sort of sell uh, movies to the public. And the Oscars seems to have completely forgotten about that. And instead of building a show around, like, sure, even if people haven't seen these movies because there was a pandemic still going on last year, it's still kind of going on. But, like, granted, things seem better than they have been. Yeah, I wonder how many of those people from that COVID test gag that uh, Regina Hall did are actually going to, like, get COVID (laughs) from this ceremony. But, like... Instead of making the case to the audience of like, here is why Dune is great. Here is why King Richard is great. Here's why you should see West Side Story or Licorice Pizza or see Coda if you haven't seen it. Let's just joke about how no one's seen these movies. Oh, my God. I watched Power of the Dog five times and haven't even gotten through it once. Right. Or like, let's it it even got into self-loathing sections like there was the whole weird that bit sh- that that with, shit like, with the last duel pissed me the fuck off oh i i, I, I didn't whole... i did i wasn't even thinking of that i was thinking of just sort of being baffled by there was the whole skit where wanda sykes went to the academy museum which was just sort of built this past year and for what whatever i've heard about i've heard sort of mixed things about that museum but you know for as that segment is clearly built in the show of like the Academy is trying to sell to the public. Hey, you should check out this museum and the show. And the segment was basically Wanda Sykes going through the museum and being like, isn't this museum terrible and kind of sucks. Yeah. It was just, and I was like, why were we wasting time on that? On a show that also one of the things they did in, that was controversial that we talked about to sort of, bring the bring people from the public back was they aired several of the technical categories before the show started but then played those recorded versions back in the show which 
I really did not feel cut down on that much time. And then it also felt it was irrelevant. the longest Oscars in like right. a decade. It still ran till almost midnight or like I think it ran till 1140 like and I just didn't get home. 1140. So yeah. almost to midnight. Yeah. And so it was sort of like so you took all of this stuff out of the show and did like prepackaged. Um, clips of it but you all you didn't manage to cut down on any time they had montages in the show and in an effort to sort of uh celebrate movies that had big anniversaries but all the montages i thought were baffling like who wants to see like tony hawk and um uh sean white and kelly slater who let's be real kelly slater yeah dead ass and and basically talk about how great the james bond franchise is and then we got like a very kind of half-assed montage of james bond clips or puff daddy going on stage to introduce like celebrate the 50th anniversary while of the also diffusing the slap i know we weren't right. going to talk about it anymore the slap and then we got i thought like a pretty a kind of appalling like bad montage that was just like the uh, the clips from the godfather to like bad boy record songs yeah. from the 90s and there were tributes to movies like white man can't jump there was i thought the two most baffling ones was there was okay we're gonna celebrate the 15th anniversary of a movie from 2007 it's juno because that's totally the movie from 2007 everyone talks about And it's like if you want it to be like this kind of like coming out ceremony for elliot page type thing just just have elliot page come out on stage we don't need all these other people or elliot page and jk simmons and just have it be like a quick little like oh yeah wow like we were in juno so long ago can you believe how much different we both are now but like or even or or the the pulp fiction thing which was like they were like we're gonna celebrating the 28 28 I joked to the the people in the room uh, at the, the Oscar party I was with. I was just like, so this sort of seems like Will Packer, who sort of produced the show this year. Was Who's like, not seeing heaven. I'm not saying he's burning in hell, but I do know he's not seeing heaven. It just sort of seems like Will Packer was like in his hotel room or something like the night before, like one of their rehearsals and like Pulp Fiction was on. And he was like, hey, oh, like this, is a movie, yeah. this is a movie people like and have seen. What if we can get Uma Thurman, John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson together on stage, which sounds like a fun idea. But like, none it of doesn't these... have to be a celebration of it. Just have them or, on stage. Or if you're going to do a celebration like show me like why this movie is important to the culture Do not just effort. like a youtube compilation which there are better youtube compilations than right. what were used at the oscars or don't just go have them go on stage and have um john travolta like be like you guys want a royale with cheese and, and uma thurman being like oh john you're so funny i gotta get back to filming fox force five and just sort of like isn't it cute that we're just dropping lines from pulp fiction yeah like like i, I don't know like segments like the godfather one or the bond one like those to me the like those are on paper like great ideas. I think the Oscars. But they've done be a Bond more. one before. They did the Bond I know, one that ten was years the other ago, weird one. and it was fabulous because it was. Uh, wasn't Shirley Bassey there? Didn't she sing Goldfinger? Like they did like a whole 
or was it Barbara Streisand? I can't remember. It might have been Barbara Streisand. It was, it was, it was the the 50th anniversary. It was, like, which I think is out. like such a better thing to celebrate. They've already done it. They had a fabulous tribute to it, and then to not only have people who have no fucking idea about anything relating to Bond introduce it, it just be like a short clip of like. Oh, look at all these people who have played Bond. Like, it was such a better one when it was just, like, a tribute to the songs and, like, the credit sequences, which in turn Mm -hmm. evoke the feeling of Bond without having to be like, look at that! Like... Yeah. Or if you're going to have a montage, like, have interviews with people. Yeah. Like, cast members and, like, like, show me, like, why this franchise or something like The Godfather. Like, show me, like, why... This is like one of our seminal American movies. Yeah, have Scorsese talk about how it like influenced him or to have any, literally any person who has ever made any crime movie ever after 1970, what was it, four, two? 72 72 yeah 72 sorry that was a brain fart of mine. Uh, Have literally anyone who has made an even slightly similar crime drama talk about how it has completely influenced and captivated them as filmmakers it's or, not or I'm, hard I'm curious what you thought about the the you know who presented best picture which was lady gaga came out with fabulous L- liza minnelli which was a very sweet moment but i also kind of felt bad for liza minnelli because it felt like as 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 sort of touching as lady gaga was with her and like as great as it is to always see liza minnelli like it felt like she was being a. I felt like she was being a little like hung out to dry because she seemed, you know, just so frail and. I'm gonna um, be real, and this isn't a dig at Liza. <laughs> I love Liza. I'm a I'm a massive homosexual. Oh, no. I love Liza. Liza Minnelli has not been able. Liza Minnelli hasn't known what room she's in for at least the past fifteen years. Oh no! I'm sorry to tell you. That's just how it is. But, but okay so did you also feel like a little bit uncomfortable in that bit but which is also another one of like they tried to tie that into like this is the 50th anniversary of cabaret and i was like great cabaret is a wonderful movie this is a chance to sort of like get a new generation of dun, people dun, watching dun, this dun, to dun, get dun, excited dun. and maybe go out and rent this movie but they were just like hey liza remember cabaret that was a movie huh yeah. anyway best picture huh and yeah. and just like what and it was what such a waste of taste if you're going to celebrate she's such movies. a performer they're both yeah. such performers and even in that moment where they kind of sang together i was like liza still has it a little bit liza i know will take any opportunity even in her state now will take any opportunity to be a performer and gaga is a performer they could have made something out of that like mm-hmm. even just a little bit so you know she, Gaga made a good case for her to be host, though. Gaga's great. I, I just had the feeling of, like, the better cabaret segment would be, like, what if we had Gaga doing a cabaret number? And then, and then bring li- and Liza, then bring out, Liza the way, out. and The way yeah. that they did with the uh, Sound of Music one. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Exactly. One of my, one of my, that was one of my favorite tributes to anything was that sound of music one with gaga it was fabulous it would have been amazing and then the room would have went up for a surprise liza like cameo it would have been wonderful it's just everything felt so off it was just like i I, I was about to say should we talk about the hosts or music performances next because 
Let's get music performances out of the way because these are honestly kind of easy because I think they were all pretty good with the exception of the audio editing. The audio editing throughout the whole or audio mixing throughout the whole show was horrid, which like maybe don't maybe don't relegate all of your sound people to before the show and maybe you'll actually get some sound people to want to work for your show. I thought the Beyonce performance was you know, I'm I'm not crazy about that Beyonce song, but oh, I like am. that I love it. that 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 was at least like okay. The, the, here's your big like show performance and like Beyonce. Yeah, like let's get and, like, let's that. get all of the good King Richard press out of the way because it ain't gonna last, <laughs> baby. I thought the we the much hyped we don't talk about Bruno Sucks. moment was well mm, yes mm, okay I think it I think it kind of okay okay here here can I just say before you do your point here here's my biggest sort of baffled thing by that okay so you have this insanely popular Disney song that you're going to do a performance of in your show because it's like a charting the tops kids love this song. Why are you not opening the show with that? Why are you doing it at like 10:30 when little kids are like in bed? And then when you have the performance, there's this like Megan the Sa- the Stallion segment that's not you know they didn't even do the song, then it becomes like Megan the Stallion coming up and doing like a rap about like what's happening at the Oscars at the moment and it was like do- you guys totally like misread like what people wanted from this performance. Take my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I will never. Sorry, I will never. I will never complain about Megan the Stallion being in the presence of anywhere. I okay. love her. I think she has a fabulous presence. I thought she gave a good performance of a very iffy, a very iffy number. And, I, I didn't but, think she was bad. I just didn't understand. It, it, it they were popping totally... and twerking and dropping and shit for <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno too. I was like, this is saucy. Like, right, it was damn. Like, I I just like did not understand. They see it. It just felt to me like they totally misunderstood yeah. Yeah. what people were oh, wanting that performance ev- moment to be. You could say that for the whole night. Like that's literally yes. that's exactly a. They shouldn't have been performing that song in the fucking first place. I know it's a big song, but it's not nominated. And we like you guys already have tried cutting. You guys cut nominated performances last year. So, like, like maybe stick to the ones that are nominated, even though I know Van Morrison didn't show up. But get someone else to sing it. Get someone else to sing Down to Joy. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, I don't think it should have been happening in the first place. I was pleasantly surprised by Megan The Stallion's entrance. I love seeing her, but also I was just kind of like, like, this is just weird. And it just, again... I and this was even before the moment, before the Smith moment, the energy was off. Yes. It was I, just off. Everything. I think I think we accurately pre- predicted that we had the three hosts were a weird combination together and had no very, chemistry. very different energies. Yeah. And Regina Hall was the one who did the best. But even yes. then because here's 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 what it is with Regina. I don't think Regina Hall was funny. However, she has a lively energy yeah. and I think knows how to play off Regina the Regina Hall, however, unlike unlike Amy Schumer and I would say sort of unlike Wanda Sykes, though I do think Wanda Sykes more so than Schumer, Regina Hall has the ability to at least read awful like awful writing 
mm-hmm. in a and funny way. Funny way. Where yes. it's like, oh, that's not funny, but damn, I'm rooting for you, girl. Like, yes. Like, I really feel you, and like, I, I, I get where you're go. I get where you were going with this. The writing is just off, and I get like, you are trying to polish a turd the best that you can. And I think she was the most successful with it. I would have liked to have seen her do the entire show by herself, or maybe with yes. like a different more accurate pairing maybe like or even if it was just her and wanda i feel like it would have been like a a better pairing because i feel like amy schumer was just kind of in the back just like and i'm here too and it's like yeah it was not and every time the hosts came back i was like oh that's right they are here like yeah it just sort of like none of their jokes were landing um like the the whole opening to the show, like after the Beyonce performance, when the three of them basically did their kind of stand up routine, that's that's when I know, knew we were in real deep trouble. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, same. Oh gosh, like all the these jokes are bad. You know, bad. Po- yeah, poop is raining from the the ceiling yeah. of the Dolby Theater. The that's I was how just bad like, don't. I was like, why did they have to loop Regina Hall into this? Why yes. did they have to bring her down to this level? Because, like, she's so funny. And, like, I just feel like there was such low-hanging fruit to be, like, had there. I feel like it would have been very funny, or it would have been it very easy to really make fun of Amy Schumer. And that no one really likes her that much. I think it would have been very easy. I think, I think, I think them not doing a segment with Regina Hall as Brenda from Scary Movie at the Oscars is a huge waste. That could have been the opening of her watching all of the Oscar movies. Cause you know, there's that huge scene in the first movie where she's watching all the horror movies and screaming and like making a huge fuss out of things that could have been fucking hilarious. I just really want a segment of, of her doing that scary movie character watching Belfast. That's that's the version of that. I want. Yeah. Of like a white people are crazy type of like, like thing like that would have like, it just, there are just very obvious things. And I feel like, it felt like Will Packer, and maybe it, I'm not. I don't want to put all of the blame on him because I know that so much of it is ABC. I know that so yes. much of it is out of his hands. But at the same time, he still is the producer, so I'm. I gotta blame someone here. It felt like Will Packer had never watched an Oscar ceremony before, or was embarrassed to have the Oscars. I I think. Yeah. I think. I think something great that that I heard the feels other day. more like an ABC thing. More yes. than a Will Packer thing. Because I don't think he would have done that. I think he had to go along with what he had. But unfortunately, mm. I felt like there were bad decisions made on top of that circumstance. Yeah. A circumstance and... that shouldn't have existed, but still bad choices. Yes. And I think, um, you know, the great Mark Harris, I think, had something, had the most insightful, I think, take going into this show about saying the people in charge of this show now seem to have this idea that like the oscars is like fundamentally broken and we need to make like drastic changes to the show in order to bring people back and he kind of makes the point of saying like that's actually hurting the show and more. Is like, it's yeah it's hurting the show more and it's doing this kind of like shooting itself in the face it's kind of what they did last year it's what they did this year to a like very different extent and he kind of just made the point of like kind of what we're saying of like 
sell these movies to people. I want a sentimental s- show. Sell older movies to people. Even yeah. when I think like, you know, Hunter, there are tons of people who like log on and watch those like dumb Disney like press conferences where they like unveil Marvel stuff. Can Shut you up, imagine? I've done that once. Well, I'm, I'm Drop guilty. some trailers. Make That's it like a I'm Super saying. Bowl. Well, because you want to know what it is? The entire show felt like uh-huh. a fucking Disney ad because every yes. commercial was look what's coming on Hulu. Look what's on Disney Plus. Look what's this and this and this and this. And then it was like, oh, we're going to have BTS, the biggest band in the world on here and talk about their favorite musicals, which just so happened to both be recent Disney movies that are oh, available the- to stream on Disney Plus. <laughs> and then on top of that, we're going to cut a lot of technical awards but do you want to know which ones we're going to keep in the show the ones where we have disney movies nominated Mm. we're going to keep the one where the disney movie wins for best costume design which honestly it was an absolutely deserved win i think cruella absolutely had the best costume design but also that's just a little on the nose or like yeah let's cut out everything relating to documentaries with the exception of the one that was released by hulu and again incredibly deserved win but if we're cutting all of these that you're pertaining to be like un like unpopular or like unpopular categories Mm -hmm. it's just a little it's just a little on the nose for you to be cutting all of the ones that the parent company don't have any say in yeah and and if and if that is like the Disney overlord, if that's Mickey Mouse and his like big dictator chairs plan. Oh, that's of, like that. That word went in a different way than I thought you were going with it. <laughs> then like, why would you not want to be like, we're going to show you five minutes of like the new Dr. Strange movie as drop an avatar trailer, <laughs> right, drop avatar two. It, it won so like, many Oscars. Like, if you, if, if they're even like doing these maneuvers to sell stuff, like why are you not using it as like a promotional? T- why are you not doing it to be like, let's celebrate the movies of last year, celebrate the great movies of our past and get you excited for, even if it's just the parent company. Yeah, seriously. Next, this next year's slate of movies that you should be really excited for instead of like the weird BTS bit in an attempt to get BTS fans to watch the show or should we talk about the Twitter polls? I can't tell you how hard I laughed at the, at, at, at the realization that the greatest moment in cinematic history is when the, the Flash hit four speed. I don't really have a joke to make about this. I mean, it's just... It's just fucking insane. It's insane. For for any context, for anyone who hasn't been listening to... uh, Who didn't listen to our our show we did on this feed, like, when that... I forget if that had been announced when we did the nomination show. But essentially, the Oscars decision of they had two two kind of fake awards created that was sort of built on like a Twitter poll that Twitter could vote for that I think was a sly attempt by the show's producers and ABC to be like, shoot Spider-Man, the biggest movie of last year 
the most like populous movie of last year. It did, didn't even did get not... close to either of them. No, but but this was clearly built in an attempt of like, well, this will allow the the people to to be able to voice how much they love Spider Man. But clearly, no one at ABC or in the Academy knows how Twitter works and knows how Twitter fan communities work because uh, the first of these to get um, announced during the show was what was it? It was like the cheer moment the cheer moment and they counted down and I, f- I forget what all five of them were, but we get to the number one moment and the, 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 the DCEU Snyder stands got, got their moment with, and, and it was, it was funny. The, the Daniel Feingold, who's been on this show, who like hosted uh, an Oscar kind of get together last night, his scream of just like, no, no, you idiots. I can't believe this when they pass Spider-Man on the list and then they get to the final number one moment and it's like whenever the flash hits like super speed in the like Snyder Cut Justice League movie, um, just like that moment of then me like roaring with laughter of like, uh, this has blown back in their yeah. face. Yeah, like- okay, so here's what we have here. Fifth place is, ne- well, A, first of all, um, when this started, I thought this was just movies from this year. But I, I mean, guess it's of all time. Of all time, which, oh, interesting. Three out of five of them are superhero movies from the past uh less than two three years, years. Three one years. is an oscar favorite and the other one is uh one that i would actually say probably deserves to be in the top five so number five the one that i think deserves to be there neo's bullet dodging backbend interesting sure. wording but whatever from the matrix fourth place effie white singing and i'm telling you i'm not going from dream girls strange pick but like it's a yes. great it's a fabulous okay. scene. third place Avengers assemble to fight Thanos. I get it. It's the popular. Sure, it's yes. the populist decision. I wouldn't put it there, but I get why they we, would. We were all in a theater where people yeah. went berserk when that exactly. Happened. I, it, Second place, three Spider Men team up. I feel like this was made solely for that moment yes, to fucking win. Yes. And then the first, the Flash enters the Speed Force. Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> Honest. I really wish. Do you want to know what I really wish it had been? I wish they had shown the clip from the theatrical cut i think that oh. would have been really funny um <laughs> to just really show how like they have no idea what they're what they're doing yeah and then there was the fan favorite the movie. fan favorite poll which this was the one that was really designed for like spider-man everyone on twitter you can you can tell us how much you love spider-man and spider-man we're, spider-man we're, spider-man we're just gonna put our arms around them those spider-man and we're we're just gonna celebrate with them. yeah we're, so we're fifth place how Fifth yes, place. yes, count count us down. Um uh an, another Andrew Garfield vehicle, uh Tick Tick Boom, which I'm was fun, like, okay, I guess. Movie. But like the, the the Andrew Garfield stands are out there. I yeah, think they're mostly and on like, Instagram, but yeah, they, they love that movie. Andrew Garfield stands, and it is like kind of a feel-good movie. I can see it was very sure. it was pretty crowd pleasing, I feel like. Um fourth place. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's 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 when we real that's that's when I started laughing at this because I was like Right. Oh no! This, this has not only backfired; it's back backfired. Their face <laughs> bad. It's backfired badly. I mean, the, I was horribly. Like, the, the, the the like stand fan communities on t- the weird like fan communities on Twitter have officially overtaken this and have yeah basically demolished the uh, the Oscars grand plan. And we can absolutely see that. Um, 
from the third place win, the um huge um blockbuster breaking, massively distributed um classic of Minamata. A the movie everyone got around the table and said, "Mom, we're going to go see that this Christmas." Yeah, that A um has gone through like three distributors at this point if I'm correct. For anyone who doesn't know, this is the like Johnny Depp w- war photographer movie yeah. that I think is from Japan that I don't know a single human being on the planet who has seen this movie. Yeah, but so it, the so Johnny he, Depp fan base on Twitter clearly mobilized to Well, make remember war. remember when they by the time they had announced the nominees for this, the five nominees, the movie hadn't even been released yet. No. No one has seen this movie. I don't think it, this movie even exists. Uh, Samuel Goldwyn released it on February 11th of this year. Okay. But she, like... They say so. Yeah. So, again, the weird, like... I don't know. It, it just the weird Johnny Depp fans. The Johnny Depp army. And, like, ugh, they just... Oh, God, they make me... Ugh. Um, okay, second place one that I think is fucking hilarious also, and I kind of wish had won, if I'm being completely honest with you, um, the Camilla Cabello, um, Cinderella. Yes. I kind of wish that had won, because I really, I, I, I just feel like that would have been peak chaos, but. A movie I don't know, I know people who have seen, but don't know a single person who liked. Oh, everyone fucking hated it. Hated it. Because, of course, they used the scene that James Corden is in, in the movie, um and you know no, nothing says fan favorite like james corden and then number one i mean we have to stay consistent it is army of the dead which on okay here's the thing i didn't actually hate army of the dead i don't know if i necessarily like liked it but i didn't i thought it was pretty bad but <laughs> i didn't hate hate it but it is objectively fucking hilarious that that one number one when in any literally i mean it's just a without Zack snyder's name on it it's just another netflix movie at best it's just another truly like content movie that's hunter that's that's the movie the people that the movie the true america has been watching is that's what everyone on the street is talking about is Zack snyder's army of the dead i just can't believe no one or maybe someone did, and someone higher up was just like, shut up, we're doing it. But I just can't believe no one was like, no, you don't understand, like, if we do this on Twitter, like, the way Twitter works is there's these, like, bots, hyper, hyper-specific bots in, like, fan communities that are just going to flood the voting for this, and it's going to backfire, and it's going to be, like, individual fan bases going up against each other and it's not going to be like a populist movie literally do it on the academy website that you have to register for an account to vote in then you're going to get the people who genuinely want to do it and make it and put a fucking captcha in there too keep those bots out that's how you do it if you don't if you want an accurate vote oh god that I was going to say make it hard for people to vote. That really came out wrong. But, like, Twitter votes, that's not how you do it. You absolutely no. have to. 
you have to make it an online people's choice award type vote, which again might get skewed, but at least the people voting in it are real and it's not just bot accounts spamming a hashtag. Or you know what? If you want to honor the big populist movie, if it didn't get any nominations, I mean, Spider-Man got one, but if it like didn't get any nominations, build a whole segment about it and bring the people in or it not, on stage and I, do a thing. They, like, they've I, always done like, you know, the big grand. I love it. I want a sentimental Oscars because like yeah. you can have those big grand opening sequences of like, look at all of these movies that came out this past year that they don't even have to be fucking nominated as long as they were even slightly relevant put them in there and also it's not like spider-man wasn't not nominated it was nominated for visual effects somehow but like but you know make it a thing make it a part of it make do a visual effects like montage of like all of this stuff and make it mostly about spider-man it doesn't make sense but like if you want it there are smart ways to do it so some some breaking news that I got sent to me. Oh no. The the ratings have been announced and we had a jump is about a 56% jump from last year to about 15.4 million what people watched the show this year. Okay, cool. Um how many of those people watched it from the start and how many of those people watched it from um 10:03 onwards? Yes. I that's what I would be interested to hear because um Matthew Bellany from puck mentioned re- recently that like there's kind of a big drop off that typically happens like later in no, the there's show pickup this year because yeah, everyone this wants year, to the, see what this the year i can imagine there's a pickup yeah. of like typically what happens is because the show went insanely late this year like whenever the show hits 11 o'clock like the numbers dip but i can imagine that this year after everyone getting an alert on their phone about the will smith thing if they weren't watching they tuned in to see what is the fallout of this in the show um we should probably transition into talking about you know the actual awards now yeah um i think i think we've we've done a solid like almost hour at this point i think of of safely saying the show felt like a catastrophe and um it sounds like they did better than last year but i i also just sort of like i I I have no desire to just sort of like I I I it's just sort of frustrating of like you're just this institution is just blowing it. Yeah, but Fox News like, is the number one watched uh a number one watch news service in terms yeah. of ratings. So uh ratings don't necessarily reflect quality. So Yeah. Um, is 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 there anything I think before we go into the winners that like you think would be kind of a fix for this show i think i think my my pitch is sort of like stop overthinking it yeah it's an i i think it is an easy it is an easy thing that they are trying to make like new and big and i feel like the way to do that is like the way to do that is to just remind people why they watch movies as opposed to like oh, you don't watch any of these movies. No, like, let's talk about the movies. Let's get people to watch said movies as opposed to just roasting them for being even slightly art house and not fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, So and and, and do a better job at promoting. Like, I, uh, Daniel Feingold mentioned to me the other day of, like, the ads even leading up to this Oscars were very vague about, like, what was going to be in the show. Yeah. Of, like, if you have a great show, if, like, maybe get a host set up way 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 before the show happens and then you can promote the show on like if 
you know, on that famous person. And, you know, you can get musical acts beforehand and promote on like Beyonce is going to be there tonight. Don't just be like Beyonce, watch the Oscars, Billie Eilish, watch the Oscars. some of the biggest Fun stuff's going to happen. Some of You'll the just biggest have to people, wait and see. you know, it's yeah. just like, it's, it's just, they have so much going for them and they continuously shoot themselves in the foot by trying to do like these, like, like, you know, dun, 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 like type of like song and dance shit where it's like, you don't have to, like, it doesn't have to be these, like, weird self-loathing, like, or not even self-loathing, like, actively loathing the audience that is still watching the Oscars. Right. It's like, I, I saw a lot to... of comments of it felt like the show was sort of dumbing itself yeah. down. You're, in turn, it's like, you're trying to get these people to watch the Oscars, which they're not going to do. I'm sorry to tell no. you, they're not going to do. And then, in turn, by doing that, you're not only not getting that audience, you are losing the audience that was watching it. So you're just kind of fucking yourself over twice. And because I have never once not considered watching the Oscars until this year. And I have never really ever not been, like, completely like engrossed in the ceremony until this year. At a point, I started playing with my dogs. Because I was like, yeah. I'm just bored. And then obviously it got a little better. But like, well, not better, but more interesting to watch, I guess. Like, uh, the carnage of the train wreck became more clear once the dust settled, I guess. But it's just not rocket science. Well, it's just let's not. maybe kind of uh, go but the awards. The I don't. I don't think the awards were disastrous, though. I don't think any of the choices were like, wow, that's the worst ever no so uh, underwhelming sure terrible no yeah because i do want to kind of go through kind of the awards and what yeah. what what this means um it was a big night for dune dune kind of sweeped the, the technical c- categories um can't argue with, with that in the absolute slightest no no i don't i don't think you know not surprised there at all i mean it won for let's see score visual effects sound editing um cinematography production design the, i think i think that's 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 about it i mean the only all, te- all... the only technical categories it lost is it lost costume design to corella which i agree yes. with it lost makeup yes. and hairstyling to the eyes of tammy faye which, which doesn't makes makes sense that's a category that like you know if you think about in recent years like going they to something like shit. vice or bombshell. the bombshell of the darkest hour like famous person gets a bunch yeah. of makeups and prosthetics put on them to turn them into other yeah. famous figure yeah um, they love and, that shit and that's a movie where like the makeup is like right in front of your face and mm-hmm. like is there the entire movie so, exactly all, very nice of jessica chastain i'm glad she like showed up early she and was like the, i'm, I'm going the whole thing yeah, and i'm gonna I skip the red carpet because i want to be there for when the makeup team wins that she award. genuinely seems to be from everything i've heard not only what i've seen on camera but from what i have heard through industry people but also people who have interviewed her and everything i've heard she's genuinely just one of the nicest most considerate people in hollywood period yeah. so like we said dune kind of sweeps the technical categories that's i mean a movie that even people I know who do not like that movie, like I don't love. I don't love Dune, but oh right. my god, it is a it's, technical marvel. Right. right. The people I know who do not like it are like, well, that that isn't at least an achievement of something, even if they found it 
yeah. underwhelming. Every single um, one of them, I was like, absolutely. Greg Frazier, like Hans Zimmer, you know, Patrice Vermette, all of these people who are taking away Oscars. I'm like, yeah. Duh. Yes. Um, Sorry, I'm going through this New York Times list. Uh, The shorts we can mention, Riz Ahmed won his short for live action. Mm -hmm. Um, Documentary short went for the Queen of Basketball. Animated short, The Windshield Wiper. I have not seen any of these. Have you seen any of these? No. Okay. Um, International feature was Drive My Car, which I think was another like big lock of the night. Um, Well, it was the only one that broke into Best Picture Picture, which pretty much means to the other four nominees... We liked you, um, but you can fuck off. Yes. Um, incredible movie, though. I, I hope so, this encourages uh, more people to check it out. I think even if, like, ten people watch Drive My Car and only one of them connects with it, that's still, like, a magical thing. Because this, yeah. th- this is the kind of thing that I think, like, the Oscars can be really great for. Because, like, this is a slow-moving three-hour japanese movie about grief and Chekhov. that like yeah. you know it is it is not a conventional movie but the idea that like i don't know a handful of more people might be like oh that's on hbo max i might check yeah. that out and then like be actually really moved yeah. by it is i think really special yeah. and exciting three-hour movie um but the 15 second acceptance speech apparently oh yeah that disrespectful that, that was really i i've totally forgot about that but i i was sort of booing in the room disrespectful them trying to piss piss poor play him off um we mentioned quest love one documentary feature for summer of soul absolutely Great documentary um billy eilish and phineas one for no time to die the, the only James person Bond it could have the only other person it could have been would maybe have been beyonce and i but there really was no question i truthfully thought they were going to to weirdly give it to lin-manuel miranda who wasn't there because his wife had covid but um was weirdly going to give it to one of the encanto songs just as a sort of like weird well we can't give it to we don't like about bruno but we'll give it to one of the other encanto songs just as a sort of like goodwill thing um but you know glad to see the you know, Billie Eilish. Billie guy. Eilish is the first um is the first Oscar winner born in the 21st century. Wow. Yeah. We're getting so old. Um animated feature in Kanto one. No, no one's real surprise. surprise there. Um, Mitchell versus the machines got a much bigger applause though. So hmm, interesting. <laughs> um the, I mean that award typically goes to like what is that's I think the one Oscar that I think tends to pretty consistently skewer very populist it's usually mm-hmm. like and i i truthfully don't even buy that like all of the academy voters like watch all of the animated movies i think it's whatever one that they're hearing the most about which in this case it's, they probably all have kids that are like can i watch Encanto for the eighth time today yeah. today so they're like but kids love it. Let's let's give it to that one. Yeah, and then you know all of the presenters come out and they're like, "Aren't these kids' movies cute?" Instead mm. of being like, "Animation's a great, like, a fabulous medium for storytelling from all age points, like all age points, etc." Whatever. But no, they had to come out and be like, "Kids' movies." Yeah. Um. Stupid scream, shit. Screenplay awards. Uh, Coda won for adapted screenplay. Let's table Coda. I want to talk about it more later when we can talk about 
best picture. And, and I thought kind of a surprise because I thought if it, it was maybe going to be, I had a weird feeling that Adam McKay was going to win for don't look up. Um, but Kenneth Branagh won for Belfast. I know you're not as much of a licorice pizza. I thought it was, I, as I I literally bet on licorice pizza. I thought it was going to be that I, I, for so I would have loved for this to have been the moment that, you know, we get to give Paul Thomas Anderson an Oscar, but, um, no, we gave it to Kenneth Branagh for like, I feel like the least discussed movie in the Oscar season. (laughs) Among the Best Picture nominees. I mean, it's one of those things of, like, of it, I think it's the second worst of the five. But also, like, I don't think it's offensive. Like, I'm not, like... it's I a don't movie find... I'm mixed on. I don't, I, I don't yeah. actively dislike it, but I'm I it's a it's a movie I left kind of feeling just kind of shrugging about and yeah. sort of finding like, it's okay. I, I think we talked about it on here, like it's cutesiness. Yeah. We we both talked being yeah. yeah, both being its sort of strength, but also I feel like kind of holding it back for some of the the more dramatic elements it's trying to bring in. But yeah, that that kind of felt like I don't I don't know. It that that felt like a moment of like Oh, okay. The, like that that was potentially like an exciting moment had we given it for to to PTA and yeah. I'm sure in like years away from now we'll be like, "Man, that was stupid." I mean, Kenneth Branagh like good actor, but like that's wild that we like just didn't It's kind of shocking the, the runway how... was open and yeah. we were just like, "Hey, black and white." It's kind of crazy how few Oscar winners these days, I feel like, stand the test of time. Yes. I feel like they so often do not anymore. And it's just sort of, it's kind of crazy. Because I don't think that's not going to last. I think I think some will. But I think, like, I feel like if, like, Penelope Cruz had won, it would have been one of those ones where down the line we would have looked back and been like, yeah, that was an inspired choice. Like, that was something. Like... You know, you get those sometimes in the moment. Sometimes you get them a few years down the road. But I can already tell that some of these are already like, ooh, wins. Not bad wins, but not the best. So we've already talked ad nauseum about Will Smith winning for for best actor. I don't so think I don't, no one's surprised, and like no, I no, think no. I, pro- I again my vote would have been Benedict Cumberbatch, but I do think he is fabulous in King Richard. In King Richard, I really do. Um, and then. Interesting of like I feel like our other Jessica Chastain winning Best Actress we've we've talked about her a lot I think kind was of my least my least favorite maybe of those performances but no Nicole Kidman I hate uh, I, I hated yeah. Nicole Kidman's performance I guess, I guess my problem with that is I just sort of feel like Kidman is kind of like miscast in that in that movie yeah I mean like I think Chastain puts puts a lot more effort into it than than kidman did and i don't know it feel it it definitely feels i think a little bit more like a career oscar yeah than it does anything else she's been nominated multiple times before how how many she's been nominated this was her fourth time fourth time yeah this was her fourth time other two um it was i'm um, I'm thinking of the help and zero dark 30 what are the other 30 um and then the other one was hold on i remember them saying i guess this time would have been four oh wait no it actually was only three okay okay huh i swear i thought they said fourth on the uh on the what's it called but i guess not Hmm. okay but an actress who I think is very well respected and felt very well liked in the industry and is, you know, 
as as you said is is very very generous and very very sweet to a lot of people she works with yeah and you know i agree with you that this felt this felt kind of like even though i think will smith is really good in king richard both of those felt like career Char- charisma career, wins yes the, the awards nom or awarding a oscars awarding a a successful career yeah at, more than just sort of like the movie they were nominated for yeah and then i think we had three great moments for diversity and that ariana debose became the first afro-latino actress north carolina to, represent yeah from north care from raleigh north carolina to win that um that award um also a little bit of fun oscar trivia for everyone it's also the third time that two actors have won an oscar for playing the same character wait it's the how many times it's First? the third time that two actors have won oscars for playing the same character what, in the movies so rita moreno obviously won yeah. in for the original west side story yeah supporting actress the two other times I will, I will give you a hint. We talked about one of the movies earlier. They did a big montage for it earlier. Famous famous crime movie. The Godfather. So Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro both winning Oscars for playing Vito Corleone in Godfather and Godfather Part 2. Ah, and then I didn't even the, think of that. And then the second one, when I tell you, you're going to like bump yourself on the head being like, of course, Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix both won Oscars for playing the Joker in dark knight and joker the movie a very weird thing that happened in in modern culture no i um you know everyone everything now is about like vehemently denying facts and like just living in their reality and my reality is that that's not true so um, um i, re- I reviewed I, that i was glad to see ariana debose win this award she was my Absolute, favorite in the category oh, yeah I, she, I thought she gave like a very emotional great speech probably I would say probably my her and and Kotz are my two favorite speeches of the night. Right. I mean, hands down. I mean, Questlove's also, but unfortunately, yes. Questlove. I again, I no, was just I a little. Unfortunately, everyone go watch the Questlove speech because I have yeah. a feeling no one was listening to the Questlove speech based off what happened minutes li- earlier. Very good. Um, honestly, though, like, uh, I mean, other than like, love her so much. Please don't cancel me. Other than Judy Dench, I would have been happy with literally any of these other four actresses walking away with it. Judy Dench has an Oscar. She'd be fine. Yeah, but like Buckley, <laughs> Dunce, Anshadu Ellis, any of them yes. could have also won. And I would have been like, yeah. Like, yeah. again, fabulous performances. It, uh, again, other than Dench, who is good in Belfast, but I, not great. I Again... I also don't think I mentioned, you know, the other diversity thing with Ariana DeBose is first, you know, she's openly queer, queer actress to win this this award. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just great, and yeah, I I, I was just thrilled to watch to watch her. Yeah, win. she's so um, I just love her so much. So uh, very cool to see. Very good cat. Very good competitive category, but yeah, not really because she she really dominated everything this year. And my favorite speech, I think, was was Troy Kotzer winning yeah. for for Coda. I think you know only the second deaf person ever to win an Oscar. The other one, it literally plays his wife in the movie he won for. Right. <laughs> um, I just like I mean, he is not. I mean, he's like 
a working actor, but is not like a super, super famous person. And yeah. it's just another one of those like Oscar moments where like someone who's just sort of working in that industry gets to have their moment yeah. to shine. And I thought kind of finally come into the light, right? The way he was just introduced. And then like, I know it's kind of sappy, but like everyone in that auditorium, just standing and doing the, the, asl chap the asl claps the the asl claps it was just like a very moving moment and i thought that you uh jung's like presentation of the award as well as her learning how to sign his name in asl to tell him he won and then held before she called the name and and then to hold his oscar while he can sign i just oh everything about it i want a romantic comedy with them too i want you know what next year i want gaga him and you you jung to host and i want them i want you jung to host it in korean i want him to do it all in asl and i want gaga to just do it in the house literally (laughs) yeah so i feel like this is just so so that's what i want the oscars to be i want the oscars to be everything from the second yun yu jung step, stepped out on that stage to the commercial break that came after his win it was it was a kind of rare incredibly pure sort of inspiring moment yeah. in a show that otherwise felt like it was in free fall for and 90%. i hope that this opens up so many jobs for him i want this to be yeah. like the lapita nyango type of like win where it's like first big massively like recognized role and now it's just going to be work 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 and you're going to be seen on more red carpets than just what you're seeing this year i want that so i want to kind of end us with a talk about best picture and i'll kind of tie it into best director it has seemed since september that the this was netflix's year i feel like we always say that don't don't we always say that this is going to be netflix's year Netflix was always the accepted one that is going to win the first streaming best picture. Right. And out of nowhere, the streaming service that everyone fucking clowned, clowned on when it first launched and has since kind of jetted forward as one of the more respected ones, beat them to the fucking punch. Yeah. Um, Do I agree with it? So Power of the Dog, which, you know, we I would say most pundits thought was the sort of dominant front runner would have been my choice. Great movie. I can't, I can't, I can't argue. Um, but only ended up winning. You know, it's, it just seems like weeks ago we were like, it's nominated for all these awards. Could it win director and screenplay and cinematography and supporting actor and picture? And like this, this movie is just going to run the table on the Oscars and it only won one award. I mean, shout out Jane Campion glad she's got her her oscar i mean i think she she already had a screenplay oscar at this point but yeah um you know i'm thrilled she's a great filmmaker um you know i recently went through and watched all of her movies what a just like fascinating artist i i think even her lesser movies are like so interesting but um and and also like only the third woman to have ever won best director two years in a row yeah, and the first time it's ever happened two years in a row. So I, another kind of like great moment of diversity. Oh, and her veneers show. were looking good last night. She was serving dental work <laughs> on that stage. I was like, oh, I want that. I'm going to take that to my dentist and say, I yeah, want this. 
I mean, I'm always going to be thrilled seeing like a great filmmaker like finally get their due on stage for on Apparently, this show. She's and... the third oldest person to win oh, an Oscar. Too, interesting. Because she is a parent. 67. That's not right. Maybe it's she looks third... good for 67. No, maybe, maybe she's the third oldest director. I that bet sounds that's... a bit more right. The third oldest director. Yeah. The yeah. first one is Clint Eastwood. The second one is Roman Polanski. And then the, the her. Well, happy for you. So, so she's the second oldest, actually. Because I'm, I, again, I'm living in my own reality and I will not, um, I will not entertain number two. But yeah, so it appears that Power of the Dog was not the big juggernaut of the awards race that so weird. we all suspected and coda ended up winning i'm I'm curious what your thoughts of like what because i want to kind of unpack i think to to tie us up a little bit of this idea of so a streaming movie finally won best picture but it's not the most dominant streamer it's and i'm curious apple if you have any it's it's apple and i'm curious what you think this the reasons that you think this happened. Oh, I can tell you well, exactly what as, happened. As well as what you think this means for sort of the future of these two companies in this space. If anything. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't mean anything. Um, A, uh, Netflix, or not Netflix. I mean, put they put their entire apolicy into this absolute juggernaut of an awards campaign. They said, we have one good movie this year. Well, maybe not one good movie, but we have one contender this year. You're talking about Apple? Yeah. Yeah, okay. We have one contender this year. We're going to put every goddamn cent and bit of energy and marketing people and publicists, and we are going to send these actors on the biggest fucking press tour of their lives to make sure that we walk away with something. And I think does that make this win feel a little bit more like best Oscar campaign? Sure. But also it doesn't hurt that this is absolutely just a crowd pleasing movie as well. And I don't yeah. mean crowd pleasing in a derogatory sense. There really, it really can be used as that, as that we spoke about, we spoke about Coda on this podcast before. Yeah. I think it's a fine movie. It's, I don't, it's fine. It's I don't solid. think it's great, but like, no. There have been so many much better Best Picture winners, but dear God, have there been worse Best Picture winners. Yes. I mean, yes. but people who even the, This muttered, will be one we look back on and we'll be like, eh, oh, huh, okay, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm, that happened. I'm not mad at it, but I'm also not happy with it. It's just kind of like, okay, cool. I'm more so happy for everyone involved, more mm. so than I, and for what it says about like, the type of movie or the type of um like diversity or stories that we want to see when at the Oscars more so mm -hmm. than the actual film itself. But anyone who, I mean like the coded detractors have been very, very vocal. And honestly, I've kind of given into it a little bit because as like, it's very easy when like something that's kind of middle or lower of your pack is getting all of the attention to get frustrated with it. Mm -hmm. But the people comparing this to Green Book or some shit just piss me off. Like, it's not it's not Parasite, but it sure is fucking Green Book. It is squarely in the middle, and that's okay. 
what do I think this means for Netflix? Mm, Netflix, I feel like at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing less uh, less awards content from them, to be completely honest agree. with you. And I think we're going to see Apple kind of ramp it up a little bit. And I'm thinking maybe we might start seeing other lesser streamers start to amp it up a little bit too. Because now if Apple can do it, I mean, Apple, I mean, let's not, let's not mince words. Apple is not a bit. Apple is a billion, maybe the most, it's like, truly, it's a trillion dollar company, company in the world. It's we should like, not we're, be talking about them. Like, we're like, not oh, them this, as an underdog. Ram scallion right but, here, really. <laughs> but that's the thing is that Apple really has not been putting that much effort into the streaming service that much. They really, mm-hmm. you used apple tv more as a means to an end to get to other streaming services Mm -hmm. um but now that they've really gotten this because they you know they've gotten this but they've also gotten ted lasso now as well now i think they're going to really really put a ton into their streaming service i think we're going to be seeing a higher number of high profile apple movies come out i mean like granted we have napoleon coming uh killers of the flower moon right, i don't know movie. i don't know how that's working because it's being produced at paramount but also at apple so i don't know if apple's distrib. i know paramount's technically distributing it but i don't know if it's gonna go to apple tv it's a whole thing we'll yeah. see how that plays out i think that'll be a contender next year regardless of if it's like uh, regardless of who is doing the of, campaigning well also regardless of where it falls and like the span of scorsese you can just kind of assume that scorsese right. at least in some regard i mean even silence got like one or two nominations um like i do think silence is amazing but let's be real here it really silence f- is yeah amazing. <laughs> it flound it really floundered that that awards campaign and that was on yeah. paramount which huh interesting they're doing this um but That'll be really interesting to see. I'm interested to see how this win also will impact people just generally talking about Apple TV. Because at first, yeah. people were like, we don't need another streaming service. We don't need all of this, etc. When they first kind of came out of the gate and they, you know, the Tim Cook was saying, like, we want this to sort of be... They've always had a bit more like curatorial yes. viewpoint. They, you know, the big difference is like Netflix wants to be all things to all people, but Apple streaming service seems to be taking more of a strategy of something like HBO. Granted, they started out by saying they wanted to be like a lot more kind of family friendly than HBO. Um, but, you know, they, they want to be very selective about the content that's on there and I think that potentially sets them up better for the future and sort yeah. of getting projects like this. Even though I think we can all agree, like I mean, Coda first... wasn't produced by Apple; no, it was just scooped was up for twenty five million. Buy. But I um, also I also just saw Cha Cha Real Smooth at South by Southwest, which was picked up by Apple for fifteen million dollars. Again, not my favorite movie, but it is. I think it's going to hit with the right audience, and if Apple plays their cards right, they could make this a thing. Yeah, I, they made I kind this of have, a thing. I kind of have two sort of like macro thoughts about this. I mean, the first of sort of why I think Coda kind of triumphed over Power of the Dog that just has to deal with like the content of those movies is, as we said, Coda is a sweet, feel good movie. I think we have come out of two very, very stressful um, years. Very, yeah, two very, very stressful years. And power of the dog love it one of my favorite movies of last year but is a bit more of a kind of like dense it's a yeah and it's sort of like dense and somber 
Right, and it's sort of a bit ambiguous throughout watching it, kind of what's exactly going on, and it's a little bit at a remove, and you sort of have to meet the movie halfway, and even, like, I've noticed as more kind of, like, people in my day-to-day life have watched it outside of, like, critics and stuff, a common reaction I get with people being like, I don't really know what to think about that, or I don't really know how to feel about that movie at the end of it of clearly feeling like they've seen something that was very well directed and very well acted. And I just sort of feel like people were hungry for a just like feel good crowd pleaser. And Uh Coda gave them that spoonful of sugar in the way that power of the dog is maybe a little bit more prickly and that people, people were more willing to to jump on something like Coda. I also think in talking about Netflix and Apple, you know, there was a really great piece. I would encourage everyone to read that it, um, by. Was Matt it on Bellamy. To Doom? To Doom. You know Netflix's. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it it was in Puck, but um, uh, it basically was explaining the campaign strategy of both Apple and Netflix. And Netflix spends more money than and campaigns harder than pretty much any other studio. I mean, you and I both get the like dumb coffee table books that they like throw at our doorsteps that weigh like a million pounds um but essentially <laughs> Hunter just I went have to go about <laughs> eight more of these over here on my floor <laughs> I have to give some of them that. away they're too heavy but you know Netflix throws so much money at their um award season campaigns and have been so hungry to get an Oscar and so much of their kind of movie strategy in the last few years has been we're the place where we're going to attract kind of major filmmakers and major talent to come and they'll make these movies that get tons of Oscars. But now we're also going to have... do the Kissing Booth 3 and he's right. all that as well, which are less expensive and I have a feeling that's more where their content is going to go or yeah. more towards stuff like Red Notice which feels just sort of generated by like a computer algorithm. Yeah. And they're, I, I have to imagine at a certain point, Netflix is going to be like, why are we waiting? Who gives a why fuck? We, yeah. Why are we spending so much money on in award season for stuff? If, if Oscar ratings are going to be bad, if no one's going to care about the Oscars and see it as a joke. And if we're these movies, these prestige movies that we're putting so much money behind are not going to get the sort of accolade that we want to show off yeah. for our company. And, you know, I don't know how long that change is going to happen, but I do think that change is going to happen. I feel like the same thing happened with Amazon a little bit. Amazon really went hard with it. They won like one or two. They're more going for movies and like, what's the Chris Pratt one last year? The Tomorrow War. They want to be in the blockbuster business now. Um, And that piece in Puck, I think, very smartly laid out Apple's campaign strategy and Apple spent a lot of money campaigning for Coda, but was a way more strategic, I think, in how they positioned that movie and who they put that movie in front of. You know, having the cast of the movie go to the White House to talk yeah. about um, issues affecting the the deaf community and finding ways to make that movie seem important in the awards race. Yep. Um, and putting the cast who is all very likable in oh, front of a lot of cameras. So amazing. So lovely. I mean, like totally understand how you can just fall in love with these people. Right. And, and so now I feel like 
that's how they ended up beating Netflix to the awards race. Also thought it was interesting that that piece pointed out that um, the company that's been doing, that's sort of been in charge of Netflix's uh, award season campaigning is the same. They basically bought the company that uh, Harvey Weinstein had been using for all of his very aggressive award season campaign. Yeah, the only difference is Harvey day. actually won his. Yeah. Yeah, because you got a campaign and you also got to intimidate, and they're really they left out that last part because they can't anymore. But oh, yeah, and and I had heard of like it was interesting. I don't know how much of these like er, award season ballots you read before. I mean, I kind of tend to ignore a lot of them, but I had heard a lot of rumblings in just speaking of campaigning of if like especially if you I see some of this stuff here in Atlanta, but especially if you live out in like L.A a lot of people who are just like, I am sick of hearing about power of the dog. And if just like everywhere you turn, there is a, a billboard sign on a bus station. There's a billboard. There's yeah. We a don't have that here. spread. There's a pop-up ad coming up on the website. You're at that is just like the greatest movie experience you've ever seen. And it does sort of seem like Netflix is sort of over um, aggressive campaign strategy for that movie maybe annoyed some people and or overhyped the movie to a point when people saw the movie they were I, a little yeah. bit like screw this and then went for something that yeah. was a bit easier to like and apple to. really kind of took the like humble old coda oh me oh this yes. like and it's like bitch you spent 25 million dollars on this fucking movie but i mean like go off because it's working yeah so it it, it will be interesting to see if like i will be curious if apple becomes the place where filmmakers and talent wants to go to and sees that is like they're way more curatorial it's a smaller selection i think they it's will more put... stylish i feel like it's got like a gloss to it that netflix doesn't right. have in terms of general stuff there i think the only cultural thing... goodwill for apple whether deserved or not yeah um and i think like also and i think people think that like apple is going to do a better job at promoting their movie and putting also, it out in public because like on netflix it's just going to come up on your queue for five minutes and then and it's go gonna, away it's going to die in the swamp of everything also else. if you breathe the right way apple will give you a free six months of membership if you're <laughs> like if like i ordered something on postmates six months of apple tv free it's like right. oh god like I just like went and got my mail six months of Apple TV free. I think that helps a lot too. But I think the only thing Apple needs to do now is they either need to get some legacy content somehow, or mm. they need to get a, 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 a streaming deal with like another studio mm. of like mm. a smaller studio of like, okay, after a certain amount of time, it goes to the streaming service. It comes yeah. to Apple TV. It doesn't have to be I, an Apple original, but it's going to be the only place you can watch it. I wouldn't be surprised if they get a relationship like that with like a 24 or something. That like would be that. killer. But well, a 24 has the relationship with Showtime. Oh, that's but right. if like neon or like anyone right. like that real because neon neon and apple have worked together before they did that billy eilish documentary yeah. i mean neon if, has that with hulu and disney at the moment where all the neon stuff just goes to hulu right yeah but contracts only last so long no yeah definitely and they um, have a new distribution program for their um home home video stuff too they have decal which is uh uh, Neon, Bleecker Street, Decal has its own uh, distribution mm -hmm. service, and LD Entertainment's movies also go to Decal as well. So that could yeah. be a really good 
deal. They just need to get something beyond their originals. Once they get that, I think they might, they could be unstoppable. Well, possibly. I'll, Who knows? I'll end the business talk there. Um, but yeah, it'll be fascinating to see what those two streamers futures are because i i just sort of think the last thing with the netflix thing is like they're just going to reach a certain point where they're like they're already sort of making the shift in their content where they're like why would we why try why pay for this all this money for this sort of prestige television show when we can make three floors lavas with the same amount of money and exactly. people will just sit and watch that as they fold laundry. Exactly. Like, that's more yeah. the direction they're moving in. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't think that's necessarily, I would, it's not a great thing. It's a little black mirror ish, which is ironically a Netflix original show. Um, but also like, I get that. I get certain streaming services existing for certain things. I know mm-hmm. that if I go to HBO max, I'm probably going to watch something that feels a little bit more for lack of a better term, elevated than mm-hmm. what I get on Netflix and probably a little bit more than on, or like, you know, Gil on Apple, you get that a little bit more too. Or, you know, I go to shutter to watch horror shit, you know, it, it's okay. You don't have to be, you don't have to be, um, for lack of a better term, everything everywhere all at once. Um, you can Which be... is a great movie that I saw, and we will talk about it next week on this podcast. <laughs> what a fantastic uh, segue. I know, right? <laughs> but, like, it doesn't have to be. We can, like, have different streaming services for different things, and that's okay. Yes. They don't have to well, be everything. Hunter, thank you for bad Oscars by this week. Shitty really Oscars. Ba- really Apple bad should stream. Oscars. They need <laughs> Apple needs to buy out the contract from ABC and just stream the Oscars on Apple to where there's no IPs that they get to try, like tie it to or nothing like that. Make it a tight three hour show, no commercials, barely any jokes, no bits. Just make it about movies because it seems that they kind of care about that more than fucking disney does at this point just get just i don't know i'm so tired of abc doing the oscars if i could watch the oscars without commercials though i would genuinely if they doubled the price of apple tv i'd pay for that uh i probably would too absolutely so tune in in the coming weeks on the latest as we will talk about uh releases such as the aforementioned everything everywhere all at once um maybe talk about is it Morpheus or Morbius? I Morbius. still can't get the title of this movie Ugh. correct. I'm not. I'm not going to the press screening because it's at a very. I'm not going to. I'm not going to any of the screenings <laughs> that they're going to be having we for might, it. We might. We'll. We'll take the temperature and see how this. Movie I'm going to read the Wikipedia article. 